So, uh... So, Ted Lasso, eh? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you As saw I, on Twitter, but me and Bill Lawrence are practically best friends now. As I seem to recall, uh, a certain person named me might have, have uh, tried to steer you in the direction of watching that after you were slightly dismissive. Yeah, I, I believe I did say... Uh, and I quote that it's the TV, it's the soccer version of Major League. Uh, yes, exactly. And I was like, give it some time. It's a really good show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I did take your advice. Uh, uh, and that's why... And one I, of and us had the foresight to tweet about it, and the other one did not. <laughs> Because I have very visceral response to Ted Lasso. I think that we probably cried over the same episode. Was it episode seven? Probably. Is it the one that involved his ex-wife? Yep. Or well, his soon-to-be ex-wife? It involved his ex-wife. Um, what got me was the whole team watching The Iron Giant, oh. <laughs> which is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Um, and then the panic attack in the club, yes. um, that got me and his, uh, boss, uh, I forget her name, uh, helping him out. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know what? It's, that was a really, that was a really beautiful and touching moment. <laughs> you know, you oh. know me and, uh, despite the fact that I'm wearing a beanie right now, uh, I'm not a sports guy. Um, and... <laughs> <laughs> I I fucking loved that show. It's mm-hmm. um it's it's deceptively, you know, it's it seems like it's just going to be a kind of run of the mill sports sitcom kind of deal and it fucking tugged at the heartstrings and the the way they set things up and tore them down, it was it was really something. It's probably one of uh my favorite shows of the year so far. Yeah, um the we like as soon as like when things really got going, we watched pretty much half the series in like a night. Uh, like we were like one episode. We were like, I can stay up for another half an hour. Like and it was like almost midnight. <laughs> like I'll just finish I just, it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they took an episode or two setting things up, and it seemed like it could be, you know, like it could have been something that was kind of pedestrian and and mm. you know by rote or by numbers and it turned out to be fucking phenomenal yeah um can we talk about danny rojas or danny rojas <laughs> uh yeah uh, for a moment just how amazing he is uh as a person and as a footballer <laughs> so uh yeah uh yeah i just like danny rojas a lot and uh yeah um and um yeah i just that whole yeah that whole show i just i was it didn't expect it to to get me but it got me good uh and you know what you know that bill lawrence cat he knows how to run a show i mean that's he's now responsible for you know, a high percentage of of my favorite modern comedies because I thought Spin City, at least the Michael J. Fox years, was great. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as you know, Scrubs is one of my all time favorites. 
Um, and then now Ted Lasso. I, I kind of gave Cougar Town a miss, but after this, I'm 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 kind of uh, curious to go back and check it out. But it's uh, streaming on the uh, um, Amazon, I believe. Uh, so there you go. Um, and to be clear, Spin C was co-created uh, by Bill. Yes, Lawrence. by Bill Lawrence and uh, you know the great. Uh, Oh shoot! What's his name? Um, Gary David Goldberg. Uh, Goldberg, um, yeah. the the man behind uh, Family of Ties. Family of Ties. Family Ties. Yep. So, Gary David Goldberg. Yep, I I, I had up, but <laughs> yeah. But my but, sitcom uh, brain kicked in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that section that uh, could be devoted to something much more useful took over. Mm. It was like sitcom, nineteen eighties. <laughs> <laughs> Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Um, no, I really liked it. Um, and as soon as we knew, we know that there, it's been got two more seasons left to go, which means that looks like yeah, uh, they they. I, I I like how they're doing that with the because you know. Well, it's Apple TV uh, Plus. What else they got? Well, I'm I'm saying so as somebody who just you know logged into their Netflix today and and uh, got notified that their premium is going up to thirteen ninety nine December twenty first. Like, yeah, <laughs> these streaming services, um, you know, at least they're willing to take a shot at uh, at giving a a show the chance to to uh, find itself in an audience. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, we're still on our year free trial uh, for Apple TV, and um, well, even when you have to pay, I think I'm paying like five bucks a month for it. Yeah, so it's I'm not very not expensive and, about it. It you know versus the fucking fourteen dollars a month that Netflix is going to become. And I had the opportunity to say eight ninety nine, you know, for the basic package, but then I was like, it's it's not HD. And what the fuck do I have an HD TV for if I can't watch Netflix stuff in HD? And that's how they got me. This week's episode of What the Fork is sponsored by Apple TV Plus. Not really. <laughs> but if you want to watch the morning show, Snoopy and Ted Lasso, Apple TV Plus. The morning show is also pretty awesome. Yeah, I... I I know I need to watch that. Uh, too many people. Should like we it. introduce the show? We're 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 nearly at the ten minute mark, and we have not done our our due diligence of saying this is what the fork. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. You can find us on Instagram and uh, what's the other one? Twitter at at what the fork pod. You can email us at whatthefork_pod at gmail dot com. You can find the. Um, the more likely to get a shout out from a show creator uh, across the interwebs from me at uh, Jason E. Kyle, K-E-I-L on Instagram and Twitter. It's all that AV club cred I have now, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> or don't have. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this... Uh, this guy who I would just like to go ahead finish the introduction. No, no. Uh, this guy uh, who uh, uses who um, 
doesn't live tweet correctly um, <laughs> can be found. Uh, you can find his failings at LTD underscore engagement on Twitter and drop the underscore like it's hot for his instas. Okay. A couple of things. I'll, I'll address the one that I was thinking of first, uh, which is that you took an opportunity to um, throw down some solid burns in my direction uh, and do a self-burn first before you then turned around and burned me anyway. <laughs> so that was, I applaud that. Equal. That was, that was quite well done. When I, when, uh, when I, when I set fire to, to the, to the, to the mic, I do in all directions. <laughs> no one is safe, even myself. Oh man. Uh but thank you. I'm equal opportunity uh burn victim. Uh well yeah, I mean, you know, if if uh if you're gonna scorch you might as well be willing to uh <laughs> to, to feel the heat in return. <laughs> yeah. Well since you uh well I just made that up on the spot. It sounds good though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well um <laughs> Don't not, slow it down and really examine it because then it's not good. But if you no, just you no. know, if you just ride out the momentum, it might be good. <laughs> well, you know, do we do we want to go ahead and uh, awkwardly segue into the good place? Well, I was gonna say, speaking of great TV, <laughs> timeless TV. Let's. Uh, well, we're gonna try to do the good the good segue, but uh, oh, oh, how about this uh, this uh, motherfucking show right here? Uh, this uh, good place show that we hear so much about, season four, <laughs> yeah, episode nine. What were your initial thoughts on this episode? Well, I mean, one of my first remarks is that uh, it's a clip show, kind of. That was my not. thought too, because I mean, there's a lot of new stuff, but as soon as we enter Chidi's brain. Uh, it's, it's, it's a mix of, it feels like a clip show. Um, and in some spots it is, and in, in a lot of spots it's not, there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of new shit and a lot of things we haven't mm. seen before, but, um, it, 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 it has all of the feeling of a, like a mid season clip show. Yeah. I, I kind of wrote here in my notes that this is the, uh, this is the different strokes where Arnold and Willis talk about all the sticky situations they got in over the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's and that a, was a happens, sticky situation. <laughs> it, it happens in every sitcom um, across the basically since the medium was invented. Uh, but you know, they I, I think as far as they go, that they do a pretty good job with this one. Mm-hmm. So uh, Netflix describes this episode titled The Answer with time running out to find answers. Chi must sort through his life and afterlives before he can provide the help that everyone needs. All right. <laughs> we ready? Yep. Let's do it. Let's, let's get to marbleizing the Janets. Not in this Janet. Next. What are you waiting for? Do it. It's not that easy. He lived a whole life, 
then 802 afterlives, then a second life, then a second afterlife, and then a third first afterlife. His psyche is like a giant bowl of M&M peak chili. Gotta make sure all the memories go in the right place in the right order. Maybe I just start them at the beginning, a full factory reset. Man, Janet, can I please have a drink with a lot of alcohol in it? Here, I saved this for my funeral. It's called the Duval Ditch Water. It's Midori Coffee Mate and Ditch Water. I'll get you a margarita. Yeah, that sounds better. It's not, seriously, try this. Okay, here we go. Whoa. So, one of so, the first things is a callback. Yeah, where, there's where a lot of callbacks Michael, in this episode. Well, yeah, there are a lot of callbacks, but Michael compares Chidi's brain to, uh, or his psyche rather, uh, his psyche is like a giant bowl of M&M peep chili. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, because the, the peeps and you know if 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 our if our um weekly uh ending um wasn't uh, in, currently in your mind you know chili babies it's a callback to that episode Jeremy Barry where Chidi uh loses it over the dot over the eye <laughs> it um, broke me <laughs> It broke him. Yeah, it broke him. And uh, he makes the M&M and peep chili, which uh, somehow Michael knows about, but Michael was not there for. But Michael knows. Right, but how does he know? Just because he has all of Chidi's memories? Yeah, I think so. Mm, okay. I mean, they were watching, like, this is on Earth when it happened, so I mean, certainly... When the he was on Earth, when they were all on Earth, when the peeps went in the chili pot, so I mean, you're part of the experiment, like I, well, and he is the person who at the end of season three took Chidi's memories, so yeah. I mean, he could be well, they were them during his downtime, if you well, they were doing the ticker tape, bud. Remember, they were following, no, not at that point, they weren't. Uh, uh, not, not yeah. at that point, at that point, they had already. Uh, gone to Earth and and admitted that it was all, um, you know, it was all part of the test. Yeah, oh, you're right, absolutely right. So I mean, so at that point, we have to assume that that Michael has has watched uh, Chidi's memories from that time, mm-hmm. um, or that it's a common phenomenon that when people learn about things like Jeremy Barry, that their psyche becomes. Um, uh, like a, a bowl, a giant bowl of of M M&M and M and peep chili. I I find that this happens a lot for me with my memories. <laughs> Your psyche story. becomes like a giant bowl of M M&M and M and peep chili. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We're recording this the day before Thanksgiving, and I got to tell you, I've got we got a big pot simmering in the kitchen, waiting for some peep chili. Ay ay ay. Okay. Yeah. Stomach aches. Your smile. 
Now he just needs a name. Victor Sejali. How about Chidi? Oh, I like that. Do you like it, Chidi? Or would you like a different name? Oh, oh. <laughs> looks like he has a tummy ache. Oh, he's such a so, cute baby. He's he's an adorable baby. But a couple uh, something else that I forgot to mention is where the hell did Jason get that drink from? He's been uh, where did he pull that out of? He's been probably essentially from Janet to it since his funeral. It's probably from Janet. But we never see Janet give it to him. Ah, you were thinking too hard about. The last two episodes, you've been thinking way too hard about where the booze comes from. The other point was that uh, Chidi is essentially fucked from the beginning. His yeah. parents, when, you know, his parents from the beginning, they give him a choice. Mm-hmm. They have a name for him, Chidi, and then they ask, you know, or would he prefer like another name or something? And he gets a stomach ache before of he course. can even talk. What do you want? You're just angry that your book was rejected. How dare you bring that up again? You're always at the university. How about you show some interest in someone who didn't die 200 years ago? I don't know how much longer we can keep this up. We need to go back to that. No, we are not going. My family is here. And we did this for your career. So, those of you who are listening, Chidi. Good morning, Chidi. Would you like to Is looking at books while his parents are arguing. Here's a syllabus. Take one and pass them on. My lecture will take approximately 55 minutes. Let's begin, shall we? In conclusion, there's one clear answer, and it's that the two of you should stay married. Questions? That was clear and persuasive, and you have made a strong case. Yes, well argued. Better than some of my grad students. You should get ready for school. I'll take you. We'll both take. It worked perfectly. They're happy again. I have to pause it there. Uh, I, I, my parents divorced when I was a kid, um, and it was something mm-hmm. that needed to happen. Uh, it was the it was the the correct decision for everybody involved. Um, but I remember being the kid in bed, hearing arguments and things, um, and I gotta tell you. That will fuck with somebody. Uh, it's no wonder that that Chidi's kind of broken. Um, it should not be any kid's responsibility to try to save their parents' marriage. No, I agree. I mean, no wonder, like he feels like the weight he feels he has to save like the world, and uh, well, until and he until he quite be, literally he, has to. <laughs> Well, it's, it's also why how you can be crippled in the, in the decision making process mm-hmm. because you know you you've you've had that every everything is so important everything is so weighty uh, that you're you're torn mm-hmm. and and you feel like you must make the right decision or something is going to collapse. Yeah. Well, I, I still feel that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. Well, the irony is is that. You know, he he took on the weight of the world and tried to save it for him, and until he literally, quite literally, has to save the world. Uh. Yes, indeed, which we'll come to. And Uso, they're even talking about getting me a puppy. But more importantly, I proved once and for all that you can always find the answer. The answer to what? To anything, 
every problem has an answer. If you just read enough books and think hard enough, you can figure out the answer to any question. I know you're really smart, but that sounds wrong. Children, please take a seat. Here's a perfect example. Where to sit? What's the answer? Obviously, we want to be back by the pencil sharpener, but in the front, I can see the blackboard better, or by the door to get a nice breeze. CD? Just hang on. Sorry. Oh, no. I still say Professor Lindemann was a fool to abandon Chidi. He has a brilliant mind. One day he will use it to solve the world's biggest problems. Is this enough cheese? I hope this is enough cheese. There's sheep, goat, and cow's milk. I can hardly get more. Oh, no, this is plenty of cheese. <laughs> That's incorrect. The answer to is that enough cheese is always no. Uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, you can never have too much cheese. No. Well, you can, and that's when you get a stomachache. And you, you know what? But that's your stomach's fault for not being strong enough to handle the majesty that is cheese. Yeah. You have a favorite? <laughs> you have a favorite cheese there, Wallace? You know, I, 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 I will always go back to mozzarella. It's the cheese of pizza. Um, every time I order pizza, it's it's it's... Uh, extra cheese. I want as much cheese as possible on my pizza. Yeah. I do enjoy a good gorgonzola, but uh, feta's mm, where it's at, man. Yeah, feta's where it's at, man. So. Feta is where it's at? Feta's where I it's don't at. don't mind feta on a salad or something. I don't know. We'll or you, agree to disagree on that. Well, uh, Euro? Well, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I know you're kind of in uh, vegetarianism, but I feel like you could put feta cheese on a euro and it just makes it instantly better. Uh, but you know, it's okay. You can be wrong. Yeah, you can be wrong on sure. that too. So I, 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 there is no end to what I can be wrong about. Yeah. So did we, um, I have to ask, did we skip a uh, red boot guy? What do you mean, did we skip Red Boot Guy? So Red Boot Guy was part of his flashback, and we yeah. see Chidi in Red Boots yeah. in this episode, but Red Boot Guy is actually not one of the long-playing memories. No, but he makes a brief flash uh, at one point. Um, cause this is, he was flash. Yes. yes. Wait. You know what I mean. Yeah. He was one of the memory flashes as, as he got to this point. Always been so... Thoughtful. Ever since he was a child. I'm sure you've heard about his first great lecture. Oh, no, not that old story again. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, go ahead. A long time ago, Emeka and I were going through a rough patch. And our little Chidi at eight years old comes in with a one-hour lecture. All about why we should stay married. And all these years later, here we still are. It's the reason I got into philosophy. Hmm. The biggest questions and the biggest answers, you just... Gotta find them. I mean, I love philosophy too, but I'd argue that, say, theoretical physics presents bigger questions than philosophy. <laughs> Do you really think that? Should I switch to physics? <laughs> so, obviously, my parents love you. So glad. They're great. We have to break up. Uh, wait, what? Why? That's key. Yeah. Because Chidi mentions the fork in the garbage disposal throughout the series. Yes. I. And this is apparently where that comes from. Mm -hmm. 
I, I've watched this episode several times and I didn't notice it until viewing it today that that is a time. Yeah, there's a there's quite a bit. I, I have a few more listed as we as we move on. So Well then let's do that. All right. I, I've been feeling this way for a while now. It's just why are we together? Because it, it, it makes sense. I mean you like Kant, I like Kant. We're not a book group. I mean, we're not not a book group. Okay, if there's a problem with our relationship, there is an answer that will solve it. So, let's hit the library. You want to use philosophy? How about David Hume? Reason is and ought only to be a slave to the passions. You know, emotions, desires, feelings. Do you have any of those? Of course I have feelings. I, I have strong feelings for, for you and, and what we have right now. I will show you how Kant refuted most of Hume's central theses. Oh my God! Yeah, no, that's a bad move. Yeah, that that was bad. That was a huge misstep. <laughs> I I feel like this is um, like he needed to make decisive action at that point. Mm-hmm. He did not. He re- He had the fake out. He reached for a book. Yeah. So uh, proving once again, it's. Um, it, it's what you are like, not what you like, uh, that makes a relationship. It's the complete opposite of the Rob Gordon high fidelity uh, philosophy on relationships. Yep. So, yep, yep, yep. Like, I can, I can see you again. I, I don't mean to like you know keep bringing it back to you, but I can just see keep you like, ragging on me. I'm not ragging. I'm not ragging, but I can just. It, it see- feels a little bit like you are. No, um, no. <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay. I, I, I can freely admit that there have been times when I have been unable to actually communicate something and been like, I will show you by watching this film <laughs> or playing this song or having you read the passage from this book, um, you know, and it doesn't cut it. Now I can I can see you having this conversation like someone telling you that oh no let be by the replacements is like a really great record and you would go yeah but have you heard who nanny <laughs> no 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 okay clearly <laughs> I knew it <laughs> let it be is the better album no it would be let it be is absolutely the better album. Yes, um, I, I might say Tim. Uh, you know, have you heard Tim? Uh, but I would never, I would never go back and say, "Have you heard Hoot and Nanny?" Um, so fundamentally, you're correct, and I've just proved your point. It's not, but, <laughs> but, but, Jared, it's not the album that I'm talking about. It's the, it's the example where. I, I, I'm saying I, I have just proven your point by yeah. arguing. Yeah, yeah, you fell into my trap, and so you fell. I fell into your western. You fell trap. into my trap. So congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do find it funny though too that um, her bull was Hume. <laughs> And and he goes back to Kant, <laughs> like uh, like Hume is pretty much the uh, 
I mean, he, it, human is pretty much the thread of what um, makes the show what we owe each other. Um, right. And in, it's just funny. He's like, hey, I'm, he rebukes, he, he rebuts uh, everything by uh, saying, well, Kent just rebutes everything that Hume says. And I just find like early Chi would have never even listened to. He can't, he can't not do it. Yeah. Good job. You- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Moving on. So, what do you think? I think it's 3,600 pages. I have a job, Chitty. I have a family. Until I had to read this, I had a will to live. This work <laughs> is an insane tangled web of inscrutability. In the fun grad students will analyze this for centuries way. No, in the Unabomber way. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I'll write my way out of the maze. I'll re-outline the middle chapters, do more research. No, Chitty, you can't answer every question every philosopher has ever asked. So, what in these pages do you care about? All of it. Equally. Shut up. But Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> The greatest works of moral philosophy are emotional. They make an argument about how the world is and ought to be. There is a great mind at work in here. But where is the heart? Where are the guts? I understand. I do. So I'm going to go home and compose a short paper for you, arguing that I should continue working (laughs) on this longer paper. Shut up! There, there are several things to talk about there. There's several important things. Yeah. One is the large number of coffee cups that were on that professor's table. Yeah. Uh, Quite a few. I loved that detail that there were so many coffee cups. Then, perhaps even more important, is to talk about the professor himself, who is played by a man named Oliver Muirhead, who was... In the 90s, in a seminal commercial in which he was asked frequently, what would he like on his tombstone? (laughs) And did he reply pepperoni and cheese? And sausage, I believe is what he said. Pepperoni and sausage. Uh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure his reply... um, but yeah, I can't, I can't see that guy in anything else. I don't know if it's because of, of, of the fact that, uh, that, uh, that those commercials were on so frequently when I was a, a kid. Uh, but yeah, that's all I can ever remember him from is, oh, it's a Tombstone Pizza I'm, guy. I'm fairly certain he's made an appearance on the Seinfeld. I definitely know he's in an Austin Powers movie. He's yeah, he's in Seinfeld. He's he's been in he's been in a number of of, of different things, mm-hmm. but I will always remember him as the Tombstone Pizza guy. Yeah. Well, you want your Tombstone, yes. Jared? Uh, pepperoni and cheese is always good. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yes. 
I'm I'm not wow. I was gonna say I'm not really a sausage guy. <laughs> Which is true in a number of ways. Oh my god. <laughs> the name of Chi's book is called Who We Are and Who We Are Not. Uh, which seems pretty ambitious. Uh, and I, I have a feeling he was flying too close to the sun on this one. Yeah. Yes. Flying too close to the sun on wings of anxiety. Yeah. And I just like what the professor had to say, though. Like, what do you care about? Like, he doesn't care. Like, he... Well, no. It, his answer is that he cares about everything, and you can't care about everything. Mm-hmm. You You... It's not possible. You you can't be passionate about something if it's if you're passionate about everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, tough week. Sorry, pal. Now, honestly, I don't know what hurts more: my thesis meeting or Alessandra. She was brilliant. Red boots again. Funny. I thought that maybe she was right. Yeah. The answer. Some things in life don't have an answer. Isn't that what Alessandra was saying? Isn't that what your advisor said to Isn't that what everyone who knows you has said to you at every waking moment of your life? Okay, I can figure this out. I just need to find the answer for how to impress Alessandra, a separate answer for how to impress my advisor, or ideally, one answer for how to impress them both. Oh, you know what this calls for? Don't say it. A Venn diagram. No, Venn diagram. If you won't listen to other people, do you at least hear what you're saying? I swear, sometimes it is literally impossible to be your friend. You're incapable of making a single decision. Look, what's the harm in taking a few extra minutes to find the perfect... I have also been the person who has thought that there's an answer to everything. Yeah. Um... I and I know that's not the case. I think that um, actually these days I'm much more of a fan of that. There's not an answer to everything, and some things are just fundamentally unanswerable. Um, and that it's actually better that some things are left a mystery. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring this up, mention mention it later, but it just feels appropriate now, just because uh, Uza brought up. There is something pretty demented and disturbing about someone who feels like the advice for everything is in a book. Like, yeah, because you have rather to live. Dis- you, you, it's rather a dispassionate ex- approach. Right, you have to experience things. You have to make it, it's it. Yeah, you can't make a calculated. Not everything can be answered uh, in in the center of a Venn diagram. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not. That's just not life. Oh, it's he. It's really uh, for lack of a better term, it's fucked up. Uh, yeah, his approach I, life, to life. Life is full of mystery and and unexpected things, and that is simultaneously the source of its beauty and greatest frustration. Oh. and that's. I mean. There, there's just no order to the fucking thing. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful chaos, mm-hmm. and so you know, I mean, and that's tough. It, it is. It's, it's incredibly tough for people, myself included, who, who have uh, a desire to impose order on things, um, who need to, to try to, to uh, make sense of the chaos, and it's really not until you let that go. 
that you can begin to really live. Mm-hmm. That rug really ties the room together, dude. So. I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Cheaty, come on in. Unless you'd be more comfortable out here. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like you want me to... I'll tell you what, I'll decide for you. Come on in. Great. How long do you think the slow motion thing took? Watch this. The actual action itself only took a matter of seconds. Like, but how long com- complicated do you think the slow motion... Like, so, the whole... This whole thing happens in like a span of like like a second, but like it's extremely right, slow because motion. As as I do my great foley work, mm-hmm. it took as long as it took Ted Danson to snap his fingers thusly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Everything happened in the snap of a fingers. So like how complicated but, do you think the shot was? Uh probably not that complicated. So I think it was like These maybe days, five iPhones. It, I mean I'll I'm I'm telling you what it could not have been that complicated. These guys can't get realistic fire. Right. That's why I was. It could not have been. <laughs> that's where I was leading us to. I was leading us to. So we can't do fire. It, it, but we can do. It, it could. Yeah. So thusly, it could not have been that big a deal. Like you can see the, you can see at one point you can see the margarita, like form in Janet's hand like mm-hmm. a um yeah like a um like it's being tell like it's Star Trek. <laughs> uh and uh, yeah it's materializing yeah your, it's materializing your hand being, you know the, the attention to yeah. detail and yet they can't get fucking fire right. <laughs> I I don't know. It's it's crazy what they've decided to really you know mm-hmm. Spend the time and money on. Oh, um, and, and apparently fire just ain't. Yeah, it. I, I would also like to point out that the that the fridge uh, we're about to experience uh, there's almond milk inside, and we all know as as we're about to hear. I mean, yeah. well, that's the reason that Cheaty wound up in the bad place is the almond milk. It was he, that he continued to drink. He continued to drink the almond milk even though he knew about its environmental impact. Yep. Not the twisted, you know, the twisted mind he used. The twisted, uh, just how demented his philosophy is on literally everything. Well, yeah, the fact that he was crippled by there needing to be an answer for everything. French chooses your breakfast for you. Oatmeal and almond milk. Extra filming. You don't even have to decide. It just knows what you want. (laughs) Extra filming. for all your other requests. Janet? That is accurate. Um, as someone who uh, used to drink, uh, who used to eat oatmeal with almond milk, um, there is a sheen, uh, a, a layer of something uh, when you make uh, oatmeal and almond milk uh, hmm. together. Um, I can't quite describe it. Um, it's strangely delicious, um, but. Um, Looks a little weird. I haven't had oatmeal that was not in a cookie form in a really long time. Hmm. No. And I haven't had an oatmeal cookie in a real long time either. I 
I hate to ask, but when was the last time you actually took a shit then? Guy, guy, get, guy, get the things moving. What? Like oatmeal. What? Fiber, man. Guy, get things. So I have, I've, I have dates and figs and things that have dietary fiber. What are you concerned with my regularity for? That's my business. That's, Why are we talking about this on this podcast? That's ridiculous. Really? <laughs> I'm hitting play. I'm hitting play. <laughs> we can talk about masturbation and all sorts of things <laughs> like that, but regularity is beyond the pale. That's just I, fucking disgusting. I'm sorry I'm concerned about your bowel How health. How dare you? My shits are my own business. <laughs> Janet knows the answers to all the questions in the universe. Ask her anything. Uh, I mean, which answer do I want? <laughs> Something profound, obviously, shouldn't be trivial or salacious. Or maybe I should start small, maybe ramp up. Or uh, I can't. Uh, what's the biggest fish? The whale shark. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll have better questions later. You don't need to apologize, Chidi. All questions are equally important to me. Oh, well, then you and I are going to get along great. It's funny. He has to feel like he has to impress this <laughs> I Janet. need to go welcome some more residents. Are there any other well, questions I can so answer Well, but that was so sweet, you? right? Is that, that she's just like, mm-hmm. all questions are equally important to me. That's incredibly comforting to somebody who has anxiety over asking the perfect question. Yeah. And... and you know, just want you to know that your bowel movements are important to me, too. Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're not talking about this anymore. I'm fine. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Nothing is blocked, okay? We're good. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Before I go, <laughs> yes. Is is there a um, a relationship equivalent to the oatmeal? Uh, is, is there like a, a sort of soulmate? Yes. Every person in the good place has one perfect match. In an hour, come and buy the little house that looks like a face and get the answer to your ultimate question. Her name's Eleanor. Aww. This is where I was like, oh, it's a clip show, but not a clip show. Remember yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, it was eight minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So you just proposed to Janet, and you said yes, and mm-hmm. now you're married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought saying that out loud would make it less insane, but it did not. <laughs> Thanks, homie. If you'd like to get us a present, we're registered at me. <laughs> Jason, I, I, I think I need your help. Can I ask you something? Oh, no one's ever asked me for advice before, and you're a high school principal. College professor, who who <laughs> told you how to do this? Like, how can you just make a decision this big? Chidi, here's the thing with stuff. You can look at a problem from every angle and drive yourself crazy, but sometimes you just gotta huck a Molotov cocktail at a drone and see what happens. Here's <laughs> what happens that the drone blows up? Usually. I mean, where I'm from, most things blow up eventually. So I learned that when something dope comes along, you gotta lock it down. If you're always frozen in fear and taking too long to think about what to do, you'll miss your opportunity and maybe get sucked into the propeller of a swamp boat. This is important to break down. This is perhaps, I, I think that this is Jason's most profound advice. It's true. Um... 
and and just to, to quote, he says, when something dope comes along, you got to lock it down. If you're always frozen in fear and taking too long to think about what to do, you'll miss your opportunity and maybe get sucked into the propeller of a swamp boat. That's true. That's... I don't think truer words have ever been spoken. Someone needs to frame that shit. Sell it at a accessory store. That's... <laughs> Is that a thing? A successory story? There used to be. <laughs> That's a quote for the ages. I don't think I'll ever be the kind of person who just acts. I mean, I can't just open a door and walk through without knowing what's on the other side. Even with eternity to try, I just don't think that can happen. Well, I never thought I'd ever be able to get married. I thought I was too old. I'm infinity. But strange things happen in the afterlife. <laughs> we figured it out once. We can do it again. Because you know what, Michael? Yabase. This is your soulmate, Salamasina. Meet your soulmate, Guan Yin. Tahani. Karen. Esmeralda, you don't bring knives to a friendly game night. I mean, who does that? The prepared. Chitty. Esmeralda. <laughs> it's your turn. Blood. Seas of blood. Enemies. Uh, a thousand years of darkness. Uh, nightmares. Blood. Ennui. Lamenting the inexorable passage of time. Fire and blood. Uh, Ugh, you fool. It was birthday parties. Birthday parties? <laughs> These trivialities demean me. I must away and tend to my ravens. Well, you never know what'll happen at game night. <laughs> Let's continue. I'm just going to say that Esmeralda would not not be my soulmate. Really? (laughs) I mean, I I do love that they had, uh, that the writers had the foresight to pick a goth queen uh, to be one of Chi's soulmates. (laughs) Um, I can... Certainly Esmeralda would have been, you know, 17-year-old Jared's soulmate. (laughs) Yeah, listen to The Cure... Uh, smoking some clove cigarettes, and exactly. I, and I would have been trying to keep up. I would have been like, "I like Morrissey." Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you are going like, "I know you like the Smiths, but have you heard <laughs> Echo and the Bunnymen?" <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, it's named after the drum machine. The drum machine. <laughs> I must go tend to the ravens. I will not listen to these these fools posing. This these fools posing as poets. Uh, the killing moon. <laughs> Come too soon. Bring on the dancing horses. Why don't you like this? <laughs> Oh, man. That was Gok Talk with Jared and Jason. <laughs> I, I do love Echo and the Bunny Man. I'm not- oh, I do too. <laughs> I, <it's> just, <laughs> But the icicle works. Why? <laughs> I'll find you another partner. 
Honey, thank you so much. That ended up being one of the best nights I've had since we got here. You and Eleanor made a good pair. You two really tore through that round of charades. Oh, and I'm pretty sure she was reading the cards off the reflection in my glasses. But yeah, that was amazing. Um, can I ask you something? Tonight could have been a real disaster. How do you have the confidence to just swoop in and so elegantly take charge of a whole group of strangers? Honestly, the confidence comes from failure. I've thrown my fair share of disastrous gatherings. Remind me to tell you someday about Timothy Chalamet's bar mitzvah. <laughs> but live through the failure and you learn from it. Yeah, I just, I can't operate that way. I can't make a decision unless I'm sure I'm right. Hey, Chidi, you're a philosophy professor, right? Any chance you'd want to grab a drink and talk about ethics? It's a subject I've recently needed to learn about immediately. Sounds great. Uh, let me get my coat. Awesome. By the way, I wasn't cheating before. Or eavesdropping just now. Aww. Uh. That, that, I think that in turn also is, is uh, Tahani's best advice in the entire run of the show. That, uh, that, that confidence comes from failure. Mm-hmm. It's definitely the um, also the uh, least problematic name drop uh, she has offered in the entire show of the series, though. Timothy Chalamet's bar mitzvah. Yeah, it sounds like it was a wild <laughs> ride. <laughs> can't imagine what that can't imagine what that Torah reading was like. <laughs> I, 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 I barely know barely know who timothy chalamet is oh god here we go i think i've i think i've seen one film that had him in it what what movie was that what movie was it ladybird oh, probably um uh, ladybird yeah ladybird was the film yeah that's the one um, film i've seen that had him in it have you seen uh coming by your name no Clearly, I just said that's the one film I've seen that had him in it <laughs> was Lady Bird. Was Bird okay? Uh, gal, I just, I mean, it's okay. Um, but uh, apparently he's in Interstellar. Um, I don't remember him much from Interstellar. Oh, he grows up to be Casey Affleck in Interstellar. Mm. Um, that well, and I then. Can see that. Uh, He's going to be in the new Dune movie. Uh, so there you go. I knew that. But, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. So. Well, it's not out yet. And it's funny. Um, I know. I'm pretty sure. Well, it's funny because I'm pretty sure they're going to delay it uh, due to COVID. Well, yeah, they've already delayed it. It was it was supposed to be out this year. And it's, it's going to be out, like, mm-hmm. in April or something. Well, it's funny because the merch is already out. Like I went to Target yeah. the other day, and they already have like made pops Funkos for it. Like, well, you can't stop that train. That train is impossible to stop. Like, there's a literally a um, Funko of um, the Baron, who is like the grossest character in the at least in the Lynch movie. I assume, mm-hmm. and it didn't look very appealing, even in Funko form. But just it was like, <laughs> wow, they're really going for it uh, with the merchandise here. I, uh, and he's in, um, but, uh, 
someone needs to make the uh someone should make the sting uh have you seen david lynch's dune yeah of course yeah. um someone should make a funko of sting's character <laughs> i will kill him <laughs> like standing there in his his like metal underwear yeah why not <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Guaranteed to last four days. <laughs> yep. When we started three months ago, I never thought I'd get so into philosophy that we'd study past midnight. <laughs> Esmeralda must be wondering where her soulmate is. Ah, she's off in her aviary. Sometimes I think her ravens are her real soulmate. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. Actually, you should see her with them. It's intense. And if I'm being honest, sexually charged. Anyway, um, <laughs> this has been fun. Yeah. Is all it? Uh, what was... Uh, why did you... Who was it? <laughs> okay. I'll take those one at a time, I guess. Um, it was a kiss. I did it because I wanted to. And as far as who it was, it was me, weirdo. Eleanor, I, I have a soulmate. Yeah, and you're not into her at all. I mean, come on, there is no way you're supposed to spend eternity with a woman who sleeps in a giant nest. Well, I, I know she and I are <laughs> in a rough patch, <laughs> but we just have to find the answer for how to get out of it. Like my parents. You remember that story I told you about my parents? Yeah, I don't think that story is as cute as you think it is, man. I mean, I'm sure you were cute, you know? No, it's sad and depressing. melon head and a little necktie. But that moment? Woof, that's too much to put on an eight-year-old. I kind of wish cute little Chidi just got to be a kid rather than a miniature professor trying to solve all the world's problems. Well, but... Living that way led me to philosophy. And sure, I was written up in a medical journal as the youngest person ever with a stress-induced ulcer, but I got into the good place. So, if you don't mind, I'm gonna take a second to think about what I owe my universal Bruce soulmate and, and not just uh, make out with you. Okay, man. Kiss rescind. So he pulls up Hume, mm -hmm. uh, which contradicts... Uh, Kant uh, earlier. Well, he pulls it up when he. That's it's yeah. it's it's a strategic deployment of that. Yeah. Um. I it, he pulls it up when he wants to uh, get out of a of an uncomfortable situation or, or you know or happiness. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, yeah. Well. Yeah. Something that's that that. Yeah, it's something that would cause it's it's an anxiety causing situation because again he's faced with choice and he's like nope I owe somebody something eh so yeah he he pulls out the other philosophy I, I would also like to point out that Esmeralda's soulmate would probably be Big Bird in this situation, <laughs> but only if Big Bird dyed its feathers yes and <laughs> and listened to the Smiths yes can. Can you imagine? Hmm. Can you imagine Big Bird singing uh, um, uh, uh, singing uh, Love Cats or? Uh, I can. Oh. I, I I can imagine a lot of things, and that's one of them. Yeah, just an um, off, I guess. And <laughs> oh, bird. <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you yep. are you listening to the Cure's pornography again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see it. Oh. It it could happen. To die by your side, bird. Be <laughs> if a double decker bus bird. <laughs> to each of us spurred (laughs) oh snuffy (laughs) (laughs) we'll just study like two platonic nerds until Michael discovers me or until Esmeralda turns me into a toad with her magic amulet because she can see that we're obviously into each other Oh, sorry, you got an actual human being instead of your true soulmate, a library cart full of damn saltines. You are unbelievable. I don't know what I did to deserve you. Believe it, baby. I'm all yours. At least until something better comes along. For me, you've pretty much topped out. You okay? No, I have to give Michael a new draft of my thesis, and I'm a mess. (laughs) Will you help me? Woof, you want my help with philosophy? You must be in rough shape. I mean, yes, of course, I'm here for you. What do you need? I need someone to help guide me, morally speaking, and I think I need it to be you. There's a real possibility that I'm in love with you again, here, on this plane of existence, uh, today, now. We found each other before hundreds of times. We can do it again. Bye, cheating. Aww. You sure you want to do this? I finally make up my mind about one damn thing and you try to talk me out of it? I'm sure. Can I ask you a question? Okay, we need to discuss something here really quick. Is What's damn that? a swear word? Uh, I mean, I would guess no because it's come up before. Um, maybe the filter doesn't pick it up because there's more than one form of the word damn. I was saying the Hoover dam. Yeah. No. Um. But we talked about this last episode because, um, yeah, the one previous Eleanor was able to say "damn," and then the one we watched last week, she was saying "ash." Yeah, so it's like there there has to be a filter where it picks up the words that are definitively bad well, and changes them. Damn is in the Bible. Damn it! So maybe it's if it's in the Bible, but "ass" is in the Bible. Well, that's again if I mean. Well, okay, so there's there's a, a couple of things there too, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, ass could also refer to an animal, uh, and does not have to be uh, a, a bad word. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, your thing uh, would would again mean that they are following uh, a a a traditional Judeo Christian uh, mm-hmm. philosophy. And I don't think they are. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know, man, I'm not the swear police. So, but, uh, no, but it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a valid question for consistency of the show. Yeah. 
but I don't know. I thought this was good that we finally got to basically see the side, you know, cheaty side of things um, that we didn't get to see at the end of season three. Soulmates aren't real, are they? Cheaty, in all honesty, I don't know, but I don't think so. I knew what you expected to find when you got here. Answers. Also, if I recall from your file, a magic blackboard. One that anticipates your lesson flow. That's the dream. But mostly you wanted answers. The soulmate one in particular. So, I used it to torture you. Which, again, sorry. If soulmates do exist, they're, they're not found. They're made. People meet, they get a good feeling, and then they get to work building a relationship. Like your parents. They didn't magically stay together because you proved they should. It wasn't my logic or my presentation. It was the feeling they got watching me, this scared little kid, telling them that he needed them. That was also what you made them remember. You know, they loved each other. Sometimes people forget. You reminded them of what they already had. It convinced them to go to counseling. I never knew they went to counseling. Yeah, kids are idiots. They knew half the stuff <laughs> that folks were up to, they'd lose their minds. <sighs> Turns out life isn't a puzzle that can just be solved one time and, and it's done. You wake up every day and you solve it again. Terribly inefficient. What a time to learn. Can you give me a second? Okay, I didn't. I didn't want to interrupt Tweety's, uh, Tweety, <laughs> Cheaty's thing. Um, <laughs> sorry to confuse Cheaty with another great philosopher, Tweety. <laughs> um. But it's it, he, there are some very valid point, a couple of, of of things, and and we'll get into those uh, in a second. But I did want to point out that the name of the pub there, across from them, uh, in this rebooted good place, uh, is the Footlogger. <laughs> um, Which I, I gotta say, it's it's you know simple and brilliant. The footlogger. Before you before you get into this, I want to uh, go back to my previous question, uh, my pre our previous break. Um, I did uh, Google the word "damn" uh, to see if okay. it was truly a bad word. Uh, and uh, per Google, "damn" is a bad word because it's being used to curse or condemn no, someone what does to Google hell. Know? But it's not the worst curse word because, as we know from South Park, fuck is the worst word that you can say. Um, yeah, but it's also the best. Yes, it's true. But here's the thing um, one of the other questions that I was asked uh, that came up was Is damn a bad word in Australia? And in Australia, it's perfectly fine. So perhaps oh, yeah? 
because Chidi is in was in Australia, uh, he got away with it. So okay, thanks Google. And it it just goes to show that um, it's not just the toilets that flowed the other way; it's the swear words. <laughs> um. I, the the other thing that I wanted to talk about though was I I really really like this point that Chidi is making about how or um, it's actually Michael that's making it um, that if soulmates exist um, they're made it's a feeling mm-hmm. you know um, I I've been lucky enough to have it a few times in my life I haven't. Uh, as as Jason suggested, uh, did you lock it uh, down? Uh, locked it down. No, well, clearly, have I locked it down? Look, have I locked it down? Clearly not. Uh, but let's not dwell on that. Um, in, unless my cat and I are soulmates, then I've locked it down. Um, but you know, it it is. It's 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 uh, as. You know, it's it's I don't know. It's something like ineffable. It's this this indescribable electricity that you feel um, uh, where where you where you are in somebody's presence and you simultaneously feel um, like the uh, like the most scared you've ever been in your life, and also the most uh, like. Uh, wonderfully charged that you've ever been in your life, and that's that's not something that I, I don't know. It's 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 something that uh, is not just destined to be. It's something that just kind of happens. I don't know. Janet. Can I have a, a pen and some paper? I don't know if I'll see you again. Or what I'll remember if I do. But if we do cross paths again, sometime, somewhere, can you get this back to me? Of course. Welcome back. Is he all right? Did you break him? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Man, I'm doing great. Uh, Hey, so for the past 300 years, have I been super annoying? Oh, no. No, No, I wouldn't say no. no, no. Um, Well, thank you, all of you, for everything you've done for me. You are wonderful people. Yeah, man, that's great. But um, listen, we have like one hour to create an entirely new afterlife and uh, also save all of humanity. And we were wondering if you could do your cheaty thing and um, find us the answer. Oh, well, Eleanor, this kind of thing doesn't have just one answer. There might be 
800. There could be zero. Who knows? You know, the journey is the destination, right? Let's get to work. Can you give me one second? Uh, hey, uh, Janet, can I have my note, please? If you know that you wrote a note, then you know what it says. I do. Uh, but I, I'd still like to see it again, please. I think it might be some of the best writing I've ever done. It's because he was passionate. <laughs> okay. That's the last bit that we need to play from this episode. Yeah. It's the note it's saying absolutely, that mm-hmm. that that kind of like broke my heart mm-hmm. in its beauty that his note says there is no answer in quotation marks. Eleanor is the answer and not in quotation marks. It's it's just fucking beautiful. Uh and it was uh yeah, it got me. Got me. Um, Got to say. I do love this episode uh because of that. It's it's possibly my favorite clip show, not a clip show episode of all time. Well, it in turn gives um it helps us see Chi is more than just some uh indecisive nerd. Uh like it shows where that came from and the pressure that was put on them at such a young age. Well, I mean, and and this is the sort of thing that actually gives me hope because it's, it, you know, uh, a lot of points, you know, obviously I'm not, I'm not some, uh, you know, somebody who's devoted to moral philosophy, but, um, I, I, I think that I, I can recognize in myself a lot of the same journey that Chidi has been on. Um, and it's, uh, you know, when you, when you get to those realizations, that's, that's when you become cool Chidi, you -hmm. become chill Chidi, uh, which is hard to say chill Chidi. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's possible. There's hope for you. Sure. You can go from Chidi to Ted Lasso in five moves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on from this episode? Any other any other kind of wrap up? Are you gonna watch that Taylor Swift concert that dropped uh yesterday? <laughs> on the Disney Plus? <laughs> Uh, um, no, no. Uh, I have heard a Taylor Swift song now, though. Yeah, which one? Uh, shit. Let me look it up. I don't remember the name of it. Um, I have to say, it was fine. Uh, I was not super, like, it didn't leave a huge impression, as in... Uh, I can't believe I've been missing this this entire time. Uh, it was called Blank Space. Yeah, that's the one that I, I had no idea was a Taylor Swift song until I realized it was a Taylor Swift song. Like I heard it like a gazillion times, and I was like, 
wasn't sure what teeny bopper it was and i realized that teeny bopper was taylor swift and they kind of liked yeah, it. see that that's the problem it's a little too pop for me yeah um if I told you, not that I've seen it, but I do know that Justin Vernon from Boney Vera makes a makes, and uh, I think someone Aaron from the uh, National Aaron Dessner, uh would that mm. uh, would that make you want to see it more? No, because I never really got into Boney Vera either. Yeah, I I feel like uh, I, I listened to all songs considered enough where uh, I. I'm obligated to listen to everything that Justin Vernon creates. Cause yeah, I don't know. I, it, there, there are some things where it seems like it should have been up my alley and it was not. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of them. And fleet foxes is the other one. Oh, but that new album is really good. I think you should get fleet foxes. I, I haven't try. bothered to listen to it though, because I, I, you know, I, that first album just got played to death and I got sick of it. And then I just was never able to really get back into them. And, uh, what's another one like that? Um, uh, I don't know. There's, there's a few things like that where it seems like it, it should have been something that I liked and it was just, I, I didn't, it didn't connect with me. It's funny. Um, you mentioned those bands. Um, I've seen both. I saw both at Lollapalooza, like in 2010. Fleet Foxes was absolutely the most boring show I, I had gone to uh, at that point. Mm. And Bayern Vera was surprisingly, uh, live was surprisingly really great. I did not expect mm. that. Uh, uh, Justin Vern can... Uh, I mean, I could see that happening. There there are bands that I've been kind of... Ma- oh, that was the other one I was thinking about. Grizzly Bear. Ah, I really like Grizzly Bear live. Um, and then I started listening to their albums and it, it didn't hit for me. They can be um, here. They can be, the albums can be, I like Vecca Mice a lot. Cause I think, well, and that's what, that was the first time I saw them. Uh, they opened for, uh, they opened for Wilco at one point. Uh. Um, and that's where I saw them and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I got the album and I was like, eh, um, yeah. But uh, but speaking of Wilco, this kind of all ties in together um, because we were talking about about some things, um, and th- this will be my my kind of like final recommendation that we kind of ride out on. Um, I've, I've mentioned that I've been watching a lot of the Tweety Show, uh, which uh, oh, th- this past uh, actually well yeah yesterday I think um, I, I got my Tweety Show T shirt and mask. Um, uh, which I, I went ahead and bought because uh, they, they both, uh, the proceeds from them went to a good cause. Um, but I've been going back and catching up on some of the earlier uh, shows that I missed, and I caught one where Jeff Garland was on it. And I was like, I haven't watched anything with Jeff Garland for a long time. I like Jeff Garland. He's just got such an infectious kind of laugh, you know? Um, so I started listening to his podcast. It's fucking great. Garland? Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's called uh, By the Way, and he, there's only 12 episodes of it, um, and I've listened to the first three now, and they were in succession uh, um, Larry David, Lena Dunham, and Jeff Tweedy, and they're, they're great. They're just fun, fun, like real 
like really great conversations and 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 again you know if if Jeff Garland were anybody other than Jeff Garland I don't know that he would get away with some of the stuff that he says but he's just kind of like a lovable kind of guy so it's pretty good this this week's episode what the fork not sponsored by the Jeff Garland podcast also not inspired by <laughs> but it should be. publishing how to write one song or not also not <laughs> sponsored by Dunn Publishing's How to Write One Song by Jeff Tweedy. These are purely the opinions <laughs> Which, of Jared Duran. Yeah, th- th- these are opinions uh not paid for. Uh it's it, but I do plan to uh, I have a copy uh which I purchased from my local bookstore Stinkweeds. No, that's the record store. I purchased from Changing Hands. Um <laughs> Shut up. Somewhere. <laughs> it's in my walking radius, okay? I purchased it from Changing Hands. Um, uh, how to Write One Song. Uh, I, I, I plan to go ahead and, and read that over this, this, this holiday weekend and, and, uh, and, and see what I come up with. So, Yeah, um, yeah um, good luck. Uh, I, I was thinking... Uh, we we're talking so much about goth bands that uh, I, I realized that uh, I've been listening to a podcast uh, about the grand day of all goth bands, uh, Joy Division. Uh, there's a uh, definitive podcast uh, of the formation of them in New Order um, that I'm really enjoying the hell out of. Um, they even, uh, when they're recording closer, uh, Apparently, you too had interrupted the sessions uh, to stop by because Martin Hannett was in line to produce their first album, Boy. Uh, mm. And uh, he, Bonda goes into detail about uh, me, Ian Curtis, and how he was like just a sweet soul. Uh, <laughs> a far cry from the uh, gentleman who, like, goes dance 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 on the radio <laughs> um yeah i've really enjoyed it so far that would be my uh recommendation uh, uh so far uh if you're into goth bands uh i i can hear uh big bird goth big bird singing <laughs> goth big bird goth bird um <laughs> Love, love will tear us apart again. Oh, bird. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, this is dropping uh, after Thanksgiving, so I hope everybody had a good and safe long weekend. And I'll be perfectly honest. Uh, um, if, uh, If you're listening and you have artistic ability, if someone would like to uh, quickly, and you feel inclined, I would like to see a rendering of Goth Big Bird. Um, that would be great. I would also like to see that, actually. Um, so if you could please, um, I'm uh, if I'm not talented in, the, in that department. and um, the, I am, though. Maybe I'll come up with Goth Bird. Yeah, uh, and also Gothalophobus. Gothalophobus. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, my my wife, who I know listens to every episode, uh, but she's 
when she's not drawing brain surgery, um, if she feels like drawing the goth snuffleupagus, uh, <laughs> or gophilophagus in um, Big Bird Goth, uh, but uh, oh, dude, I just got a perfect idea. What's that? Um, so you know how there's that Morrissey song, you know, uh, was it Late Night on Modlin Street? Yeah. What if it was Late Night on Sesame Street? There we go. Oh my God. I think we have, um, I think we may have a comic book idea. Uh, you know, it's, it's all like mid eighties goth versions of the Sesame Street characters. Yeah. I can see it now. Uh, um, Elmo and Docs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Cookie Monster with a with a nose ring. Uh, and yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. C is for Cookie and Care. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't care about anything but cookie. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, well, it's because it's the 80s. We could have like Cookie Monster snorting a cookie. Yeah, yeah. I, I can see it. Um, I think. I'm pretty sure someone has come up with crackhead cookie monster. Uh but uh probably if they haven't it's a crime. Yeah. A cookie crime. <laughs> uh, uh yeah. And maybe Telly in a in a Joy Division shirt, uh a non pleasure shirt and uh the possibilities are endless. Well, I mean, yeah, Bert and Ernie could be members of the Pogues. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> I I actually see Ernie um I actually see Ernie at Cost Nomi show. Uh oh yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, that would be that would be great. Uh, and Bert uh Bert yeah, I think Bert and Ernie would be uh Klaus Nomi or Debo or something like that. That would be just perfect. Um so if you're um if you're a, a remotely artistically talented um late night on sesame street late night yeah uh late night on sesame <laughs> street um we uh, if you feel like we'll feature oh that's what we need it that that's it mm-hmm. bert and ernie are morrissey and johnny marr You've got like a bunch of of gladiolas sticking out the back of of Ernie's pants. <laughs> Perfect. It's 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 so great. Um, this needs to be. Um, I, this is so effing brilliant. We gotta find some way to make this happen. Uh. <laughs> so. All right. Well, we'll get to work on that. And everybody else, continue to be safe and mask the fork up. Please. And uh, also take it sleazy. Yes. Take it sleazy, chili babies. And please mask the fork up. I had to get tested. Or I didn't have to. I chose to get tested last week. 
It's negative, by the way. Oh, uh, good. Um, just because I, when I went to Jerome, I just so many people, most and the people wearing masks, but I ate in a restaurant and I was like, well, shit, that's how you get, yeah, right? dude, I went hiking Camelback and there were just a ton of people in close packs and a lot of them weren't wearing masks. I'm like, I know it's a pain in the ass to wear a mask when you're hiking, but you can do it. I did it. Yeah. Um, you know, you just, you're able to keep it down most of the time. And then when you see people coming towards you, mm-hmm. you pull the mask up. It's not, it's not hard. No, it's not. So, or just, um, I mean, when I run, I just move out of the effing way. Uh, if someone, I mean, well, I mean, yeah. in, in areas like that where where but, Camelback has a, a few very narrow passages where mm. you're you're gonna have to be, you know, either like slow down to make sure that you maintain distance from people, mm-hmm. or you're gonna have to be near people. Yep. And in either way, you know, I mean, you really should be just slowing down and wearing the mask. Yep. It's, it's not. It's not hard. And if you're gonna wear a mask. Yeah, mask the fork up chili babies mask from Red Bubble. Link in the show there notes. There you go. That's there you go. Way to way to way to advertise uh, at the very last minute. <laughs> support your favorite. All right. Support your favorite podcast. Get a mask. Yep. Exactly. All right. Later, chili babies. This has been a Hoon Waddle production. If you enjoyed this podcast, why not check out one of our other fine podcasts available from hootandwaddle.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any number of podcast apps. If you'd like to support Hoot and Waddle and get access to an exclusive member-only podcast, receive discounts on merch, and more, go to patreon.com forward slash hootandwaddle.